Welcome to the GOGcast, the official podcast of North Wales-based GOG triathlon, Welsh Super Series champions and wearers of the best kit in Wales. Join us while we chat swimming, running and cycling and interview some famous and not-so-famous names in sport. Whether you're experienced or a beginner looking to try the sport, the GOGcast is the place to be. So get your padded cycling shorts on, tie those running shoes up tight, spit on your goggles to stop them steaming up, and join your hosts, John and Michelle Farrell, inside the GOGcast. Welcome, Mrs. F. Welcome to the Godcast. Hello, John. I know. I just banged the table then, didn't I? I made a big, big, loud noise after you telling me not to do it. A slightly unusual version of the Godcast um, uh, this month uh, because COVID got in the way a little bit. Um, so, um, but more of that a little bit later anyway. But, but it is a little bit of a shorter version, but we've got a fantastic interview later on. So looking forward to... Uh, uh, to putting that out there. So, how are you? I'm all right. Much improved. Thank you very much. Good, good, good. Some disappointments since we last spoke, and some some competition since we last spoke as well. Are you talking about the latest round in the Farrell Super Series? I am. I am. Not the latest one. The previous one, Southport. Yes. So it was one all after Edge Hill. We don't need to talk about Edge Hill. Sprints. <laughs> Sprints. Um, where I, I think I beat you by about four minutes on that one. About four minutes, give or take. And four then minutes. we had the second round in Southport, which was a standard distance, and you beat me by one minute 26 seconds on that, so it's one I all. Did, yeah, one minute 26 seconds. Yeah. Had, had you not gone to the toilet, <laughs> then it would have been a little bit closer. I don't know how quick you could have had a wee, but... I think it would have been uh, a draw, had but I... But I also stopped. I did stop and have to take a stone out of my, my uh, shoe, because I couldn't feel my feet coming out of the water. Let me tell you a little bit about Southport Standard Triathlon. It was the uh, European Championships Age Group Qualifier this year, which was a bit of a mistake from us, wasn't it? It certainly was. It made for a very, very fast field, which we weren't expecting. When we got there, we parked. It was a really early morning start. We, we sort of alarm went off at 4am and we had to drive over to, uh, to, to Southport. And uh, we we had to be there early because we had to park uh, near to transition. And uh, when we got there, there was so much bike porn around that everybody seemed to have TT bikes, didn't they? They did. And then we realised why the course was as flat as anything. It was pancake flat. Obviously, the swim was. That was that was that was flat. But the bike course was so flat, uh, you never actually lifted your bum off your seat, did you, all the way. And uh, then the run was really flat as well, which was good. But that water, swimming in that water. Yeah, the water um, wasn't particularly clean. It's a, it's kind of a, a duck and goose pond, isn't it? And uh, it, it's not more than four feet high at any point. Deep even. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when I put my feet down, because uh, I swim with a nose clip, because uh, that's how I you needed to yourself. swim. Um, and yeah, it was ankle deep in squelch. It was really quite unpleasant. But um, eh, it was all right, wasn't it? Was it? Black. The water was black. It was just horrible. But we both had a decent swim, didn't we? Um, I had uh, a little bit of a, a linger in T1. As, as usual as normal but I just couldn't feel my feet when we got out of the water and ran into T1 it was about 200 metre run wasn't it till we get there and I just couldn't feel my feet I couldn't get my uh, wetsuit off and then I couldn't get my socks on and I know could be socks on to go on the bike but uh, I couldn't do that fortunately in T1 we had our very own Carl Fawkes who was uh, TO that day and uh, it was nice to see somebody a friendly face to, to wave us off the bike was horrible so fast but so flat yeah i wouldn't say horrible just not what we're used to no. so living in the conway valley we're used to hills we're used to up and down and for it to be so flat and to just have to keep the pressure on the whole time so tiring. it was different for us that's yeah. all um 
and yeah. with there being a, a qualifier there was so many such a high standard of, uh, of competition there it was yeah. just it, it, it was mad the run was nice around the lake it was yeah it was a good it was a good uh, good event really good event um if you don't like dirty water don't do it but but the if you've got a flat event uh, then um southport's the one good organization epic events um good as always uh, so it was a good good day, wasn't it? It was, and it's uh, yeah, one all in the standings. One all in the standings, and likely to stay that way. Yes, yeah, we didn't get to do our seventy point three in Whitchurch last week. Alderford Lake, yeah, it should have yeah. been last Sunday, shouldn't it? But we we were struck down a few days uh, before both of us were COVID, which meant that neither of us could do it, which was it was a real shame because uh, we were both looking forward to doing that. Michelle more than me, I think. Um, but uh, so yeah, so the Super Series has um, stayed up one all, which is quite nice, isn't it? It is, I suppose, because because we haven't got any more triathlons this year, have we? That we we plan to do together. We've got Cubby Coastal Marathon, and we've got Snowdonia Marathon, and we've got Equinox Twenty Four. But we'll talk about them when we get a little bit closer. But they're all running events, aren't they? So no more swimming. So uh, I, I'm glad for that. I don't like this swimming. Right, so let's talk about some results. Um, right, well, shall I start off with Malcolm Harrison? If you like, yeah. I, I, I was going to start off with Adrian Leonard, but you go with Malcolm. Oh, all right, well, either or, really. Malcolm did a brand new event, the inaugural Pan-Celtic. We think it's Celtic. It's going to be Celtic. Celtic. It's going to not... be Celtic. The Pan-Celtic Gravel Rally. Um, and this was 127 kilometres um, with 3,200 metres of climbing and the weather was atrocious by all accounts but Malcolm finished it in 10 hours and 36 minutes so well done Malcolm that's a fantastic fantastic uh, time to finish in and um, it sounded quite 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 a good ride actually quite a quite an intense ride all that that uh, 3,200 metres up on a gravel bike not for me but Malcolm's fit Malcolm. So tell us about Adrian. Adrian did the uh, Chester Ultra, uh, the 100 miler um, in May, so last month. And to even attempt 100 miles is just beyond what I can comprehend at the moment. Absolutely. Um, So he, he, how can you say, he had an old injury which flared up. Um, but he kept going as long as he could. And he's so physically and mentally strong. Um, he completed 86 miles, which is just so far. I can't get my head around, you know, anybody able to run that distance. Um, he had set out to do the 100. He got to 86, but he's going to next year return and complete uh, the, the full event. So, uh, yeah, he... He gets my kudos this month. For Adrian to have to drop out after 86 miles, something must have been seriously wrong with that injury because he is such a strong guy and uh, he would never have dropped out unless he had to. Remember, you can always go back onto episode two of the Godcast, I think it is, where Adrian's interviewed. So he tells you all about his um, some of the achievements of his and also... Ice water. He loves his cold water dips and things, doesn't he? He's got a barrel now, hasn't he? Yeah, this, he can, so he can sit in it at home. Makes his kids go in it as well, I think. I don't but, think he uh, makes them. I think they want to. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to uh, hear more about Adrian, episode two of the Godcast, go back on it. And uh, it's on the website and all streaming services. And you can listen to everything Adrian's got to say. Chester, Diva Aquathlon and Diva Triathlon. Yes, so... Um, I've done the Diva try, just these standard distance, uh, but Miklos, he did the middle distance and he absolutely smashed it. I had to look at the times again to make sure I'd read them properly. Um, he he has been training, he's worked so hard and it was great that, I think he, he did swim into a, no, he didn't swim into a boat, I did that. You, you swam into No, what did he do with a boat? He had a bit of a wobble, I think, in the, in, the, in the swim. At the beginning, I think he uh, he got in, I think it was it was brand new to him swimming in the river, and I think he, he struggled a little bit. It's uh, daunting. Yeah, well, I saw you doing it. and um, So daunting. So he overcame that, got out of the water, onto the bike, 
and and smash the run. He just did incredibly well. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, he's done, he's done well, McLaughlin, because he's he's really worked hard, hasn't he? And, he's, and we know he's treated himself with new kits and things like that. And oh, he's had to. He's lost so much know, weight. Yeah. yeah, it's all come to come to good though, because uh, he's 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 racing fantastic. So well done, mate. Well done. Another person who I know has worked hard um, is Vicky Cole. Um, I've seen her in the pool in Tandidno swimming. And she did the Diva Quathlon and all that hard work paid off because she was the first lady. So it's just incredible to be the first female, um, you know, in any race. And Sasha Jones, first in age group. So those two God girls have uh, done really, really well. Great results. I mean, there were so many things going on over the last month or so since the last Godcast that uh, we can't mention everybody, obviously. So we're just just selecting a few, but... But there are some um, some fantastic results out there. Of course, we've had the Slate Man. We have another Always Aim High event, and it was um, it, it was received very very well again, as always. And I know Tim Lloyd did it as well. I don't know where he finished, Tim, but uh, but I know he took part in it. But another really really well organised um, race. Steve Orport. First in, age, first in age group? Yeah, he was fifth overall as well, which uh, it was quite windy, I think. Well, it was windy here. We're not that far away. so I think, they, I think we read that they'd um, stopped them wearing... De- uh, wearing. You don't wear well, disc don't wheels. Wear disc wheels, but I think they stopped them putting disc wheels on, didn't they? So they advised windy. against, yeah, with the, with the wind. Um, so a few other gogs did the uh, slate man. Uh, Martin King sheared, um, Gethin Hughes... Jason Burke and Felicity Aries. I met Gethin um, up at Gaudionith a couple of weeks ago. Helped him get into his girlfriend's wetsuit. Yeah, yeah. His, so uh, you held it together whilst I zipped it up. And yeah, three sizes too small. Yeah. I wonder if he got a new one by then. I, th- I think he was trying to repair his own. Well, so. it, it worked. Whichever one he yeah, he wore anyway, it worked. It made him thinner because of the water, I think. More aerodynamic. There was a duathlon as well. Yeah, Neil Vicar Harris. He gets a mention most weeks, <laughs> most months. Neil does everything, doesn't he? He's into everything. And of course, there was lots of swimming involved as well. There was different swims within the race, wasn't there? There was swimming just by itself, um, which Neil it? wouldn't do because he doesn't like swimming. No, That's why he does duathlon. But there were man. just swims, and uh, our very own Aquaman, Simon Blaine. He got third in the 2.4 mile swim. Yeah. So uh, that's really good. He's a great swimmer. And he helped me a little bit up at Gaudionid uh, not long ago as well. Yeah, because we've been going up um, to the lakes, haven't we, with Ali Barber? She's been taking groups up to the lakes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and uh, so we've been up there a few times now. Some good weather, some not so good weather. But a great crowd. So if you, you want to go open water swimming, uh, have a look on the the internet and see uh, Ali advertising these these swims. They're not coke swims, but um, she puts them on for people, and uh, they are really well organised and really. They are on a really Tuesday night, and on they're on the Facebook, the, uh, the Gog Facebook page. Um, standard slate man. Yes, uh, Cy Cole. Um, so we mentioned Vicky before having done the Diva Aquathlon. Never want to be. Done. Simon, uh, first in his age group and fourth overall. Uh, so again, he's someone else I've seen training at Llandidno Pool. You put the work in, you do reap the rewards. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't put the work in. That's and we have a few legends to mention as well for the Slate Man. Um, Mark Hemsley, Kevin Jones, Gethin Jones and Ellie New, according yeah. to your list here, have I all know, completed. And again, sorry if we miss people out. We don't mean to, but it's just mentioning some of the some of the ones we've seen. Obviously, all the results are on Gog Triathlon page and they're all on, on social media all the time as well. So so apologies if we missed anyone out. Just one more person, because I know we have only just picked a handful, but um, Katie Harvey, I'd like to mention. Katie. She did a SUP bike run, which sounds yeah, so cool, yeah. something I'd really, really like to do. That was in Wimble Hall in Exmoor. And she got first in her age. That's fantastic. So uh, well done, Katie. It's that new adventure van that she's got. Oh, we saw it today, today, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah nice new a, red transporter. Now she's supping and running in the in the forest. She's a, an adventure girl now. So, uh, any more? No, they're all the results for for this month. All right, as I said, there was loads and loads of things going on. I know we've had, uh, you know, even as we're recording this, we've got. Um, We've got things like uh, Run Wales putting events on and 
and there's quite a branding on and stuff like that but again have a look at the uh, Instagram Facebook pages uh, all the social media for Gog Triathlon and uh, they'll have everything on there all the results um, on there for you to see. Right, John Farrell. I'm so excited. Enough so, talking. So excited. Um, I know some people uh, knew I was going to interview this this lady um, a while back. Uh, once we got permission to do it, and she found the time to do it because she's such a busy woman, such a busy woman. She's been all over the world lately, um, and obviously it's somebody that you've seen from the TV and we've read about and. Uh, and and she's somebody that I that got didn't get me into triathlon, but she her book was the first book that I read about triathlon when I decided to do it, and so I was so so excited to to get this uh, interview done. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Well, I know you'll enjoy it anyway, and uh, and afterwards uh, we'll come back and have a little chat. So um, please sit back and enjoy Louise Minchin. Okay, so today's a day I've been so looking forward to since uh, I, I got the go-ahead to do this interview, uh, and I know there's so many people out there looking forward to this. Um, we have, let me get all this right now, journalist, TV presenter, author, age group triathlete, podcaster, and of course parent, the wonderful <laughs> Louise Minchin. Hi, Louise. Oh, thank you. Do you know what? In all those things, what's the, what do you think is most important to me? Oh, gosh. It was going to be parent, isn't it? But I of suppose course. Age, no, followed by no, what? Age parent. <laughs> no, no. It's parent absolutely first above all of them. I always say to my, to my daughters, I said, that's, this is my most important job in the world is looking after them. So, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for mentioning it. Oh, no, no. As, a, as a dad myself, I'm, well, I've got a daughter in the house now told who's just had a shower and wanted to dry her hair. And I've had to say, no, <laughs> you can wait. Wait for Louise. I've been so told off because mine is a, mine's on um, doing a Zoom lesson at the moment. And she told me off for making too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> Things we do, you see. Louise, anyway, brilliant. Uh, we all know you from, from Italian, from your wonderful book. But, but for those that, that don't know your background from the start... Mm. Um, you got into triathlon really off the um, off the couch at breakfast, uh, BBC Breakfast, didn't mm. you? Well, I, I thought you were going to say really, really late because it was really, really late. So I, the reason, and I'll try and do it briefly, my journey into triathlon because I could take I could take the whole podcast, but I'll <laughs> tell you quickly. Um, so it was 2012, and obviously I spent most of the summer of 2012 like watching the Olympians and cheering like a lunatic, and you know just being so excited about London 2012. And um, one of the producers coming up to Christmas said to me, oh, we've got to do a challenge. What should we do? And I was like, oh, we've done, we've done sort of cooking challenges before. And I just thought they were a bit stayed. I was like, well, why don't we do something inspired by the Olympics? And she took this little idea. And she, I love producers because they grow tiny ideas, don't they? And she came back to me a few weeks later and said, right, I've got an Olympic-inspired challenge. We are going to go to the velodrome. You are going to get on a bike. You are going to race a bike in front of 4,000 people and compete against your fellow breakfast presenters. And I was like, oh, why have I given you this idea? I've never been in a velodrome. I've never sat on a racing bike. And I can't think of anything more scary than racing um, in front of 4,000 people. So forward wind a few weeks later, and just before Christmas, we went into the velodrome. And on that first day, I honestly, even now going into a velodrome, and I've been in them two or three times now, I still get frightened because they're so... The, 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 the walls are vertiginous, aren't they, that go round, that you cycle around. They're incredible, round. aren't they? They're incredible. Um, anyway. I remember going in it yeah, and, and yeah. Into, into Manchester, and it's like a, it's like a vertical wall, isn't it? It's, it's, it seems practically vertical, so I kind of slid down it on my bottom um, and did slide down because they're that steep. Um, anyway, raced, uh, we, we had one, one hour's uh, practice and I, I screamed the first time round. The second time round, I was like, oh, I'm still a bit scared. First time, I was like, I love this. I love it. Um, and I'd never, you know, I'd never sat on a racing bike. I had some sort of hybrid bike. I'd never had drop handlebars or anything. So it was a really steep learning curve. Um, and on race day, I just went and it was incredible atmosphere because it's very intense, isn't it? Everybody's, you know, you feel like that right around you, kind of like hugging you almost, don't you? And that kind of it, the, all the seats really high above you and everything. 
And um, there was this key moment, which I've spoken many times before, where I was racing with Charlie State against Bill Turnbull and Susanna Reid. And basically, our times added together would decide who won. Um, Charlie did an amazing time. And Bill just said, I just heard him over saying, I can't be beaten by a girl. And I was like, I don't even care if we don't win. The only thing I'm going to try and do is beat Bill. And I could have just played it really safe because Susanna was so slow. We would have won anyway. You know, I mean, I just didn't have to fall off and we would have won. Um, And I just remember letting go and just going, I'm just going to go for it. And I just went for it. I went over that finishing line. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just forgot for 30 years or something ridiculous how much I love racing. Because I was a swimmer and I swam, you know, short distance swim. And I was good, really good swimmer until I was about 15. And I was just like, bang, I'm back in, I'm back in the game. But I didn't know what the game was at that point. I was just like, I need to do sport, I need it now. And um, I'm trying to make this brief, but I've already gone on for ages. And literally <laughs> two, that week I went home and I was like, I went and bought a, you know, I bought a road bike. I bought the, you know, the, the, the cleats, I bought the shoes, I bought the shorts, I bought a jersey, I bought a new hat, I think I bought gloves. My husband's like, you're never going to ride this, you're spending all this money. And I mean, he's lived to regret that. I don't know how many thousands of miles are now under my wheels, but I've loved it. And that's only cycling. I didn't tell you about the rest, did I? (laughs) (laughs) But but from that, you thought you'd move forward, and you thought, okay, I've I've heard of uh, triathlons. Let's let's have a look. So you did you not? You you looked at the diva, wasn't it? Yeah, so I went to, a friend of mine suggested, she'd seen me running, and I've never been, and I'm still not, we'll come to that later, not a great runner, and I never will be, I don't think, but she'd seen me running and cycling, and she said, why don't you try a triathlon? And I was like, hmm, triathlon, what do I know about triathlon? Brownleys, they were really good at it, knew that. I knew that it was running, biking, swimming, and I've deliberately done the wrong order, because I didn't know what order the sports were. (laughs) And she said she was going to do this triathlon, so I was like, oh, how how hard can it be? So I signed up and I signed up for a wonderful, and if anybody's listening and, and wants to try their first triathlon as a woman, and it is women only, this triathlon, it was the Diva Divas, which is here in uh-huh. Chester. And I signed up for that and it was just, it was a wonderful, uh, terrifying, brilliant experience. It was a sprint, that was a sprint, wasn't it? it was a Diva yeah, Diva. it was sprint. And I say sprint, I mean, there was no sprinting involved, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on the on the swim, so it was in the river, and, you know, yeah. I'm a really confident swimmer. And I just thought, oh, this is going to be a breeze. I've had a promise. I had a panic attack in the first 100 metres. And I couldn't understand. I was like, oh, my gosh, my you know, heart rate went up and I couldn't get my stroke right. And I'm like, got all these panicky feelings that lots of people listening will be familiar with. And I just, I was like, what is wrong with you, Louise? You're a really good swimmer. And I realised much later it was because I hadn't really, hadn't trained in a river and I couldn't see my hands. And I'd, you know, been training in a pool, spent most of my life swimming in clear water. And I, in the river, I mean, I love the D, but you can't see your hand in it. So it was a sort of sense of claustrophobia. The bike I loved, the the run, I didn't run all the way. When my my family couldn't see me, I was walking. (laughs) So no sprinting involved, but I loved it. But you... But after swimming in the day, and, and yeah. I haven't I haven't swam in the day, but my my wife and who co-hosts our podcast, uh, Michelle, yeah. she she did the the Chester Diva, which is the the male. She did the Diva, did one, which yeah. is which is yeah the standard, standard she distance. She did the standard yeah. distance Diva. She swam in the river, and she had the same issues as you did as soon as she got in there. Did she? Terrified, That's very interesting. Terrified. Um, she did it, um, and. Uh, and we yeah, tell the story. We tell the story on one of our podcasts where she uh, uh, she made a few mistakes with it, but um, but some of the listeners would have yeah. heard that. Already. Oh, she wasn't there one of the years when I pull them out. Sometimes I stand now, and I've just volunteered today actually to do it again. I stand at the end of the swim to pull oh, people dear. out. <laughs> she, she, yeah, because I love that. But she wouldn't have seen you, but she did have her glasses on, so she wouldn't have seen who it was anyway. Oh right, okay, fair yeah. enough. It's, it sort of freaks <laughs> some people out. I love it when you look up and they see Louise Richard there. Yeah. Um, but you went. You chose to go back into the day not so long after, didn't you? To uh, to, to yeah. swim again. Yeah, I went back um, because I was really kind of. I was a bit sort of perturbed by it because, as I say, you know, when you think when you're confident with one thing, and that was, you know, I was confident with my swimming. I just thought this is so silly. So I went back 
a short time after that to do, I mean, a 5K race. It's a long way. It's a, for the, at the time, it was a long way for me to run. So I don't even know why, why I thought I'd do that. Anyway, I did do it. And I just thought this is like, you know, you, you, you do this once and you either get out and you'll, ne- you'll always be okay or you're never going to get in again. And actually, mm-hmm. it was... It was it was a long way. The the, I mean the current was with us, but I got out absolutely. I mean very sort of on the edge of dangerously cold. But yeah, it cured me. It cured me forever of not being of being able to swim in you know very dark waters. I don't mind swimming in dark. I don't mind swimming in cloudy, misty, whatever. I'm absolutely fine now. So it was kill or cure. And it cured. Good, good. It but, did so, thankfully. You started you you started enjoying it more and more. Then so you yeah. And then you found out about the uh, the age group side of it, and you. I remember very clearly being in a pool in McCuntleth in um, Wales, um, and it was a brilliant triathlon. Again, it was a sprint try, um, but it was in the pool. And there were all these people wearing, you know, GB suits with, like, you know, their name on their bottom. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Where do you know, where do you get one of those? And I thought, you know, you could, like, buy one. No, 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 you can't, you can't buy one of them. So I found out what you had to do. And obviously, you know, to be an age grouper, I'm sure most people know you have to go to a qualifying race, get a qualifying time, and then you can go and represent your country in your age group. And I just thought this was wild. I just thought, my gosh, you know, I sit on the sofa for a living. That's my job. And if I could actually, you know, get off and go qualify and, you know, represent my country, that would be blow my mind. Um, So I sort of set about it. I think I didn't tell my coach for a while because I knew that you know, it was not going to, it was never going to be easy for me. And I knew she, she's got me through a lot of things, but I just, that first one, I just thought, oh, and she just did the statistics. And she said, the only thing you're fast enough possibly in is the swim. You have so much work to do, but I, you know, I worked really hard at it, really hard. Oh, you did? Because you, did you miss qualification the first time, but you got it the second time, if I remember? Yeah, so it was at the Diva. It was at the Diva, the one that your wife did. Uh, and I, you know, that was my first... I mean, being only me, I mean, I'm so silly. So, obviously, my first Olympic distance that I do is an actual qualifier. And it was, you know, I don't. I try and talk about triathlon so much to kind of, like, not make it terrifying. But I was, honestly, it was like going into school on the first day. Everybody knew exactly what they were doing. They all had these super-duper carbon bike. I had a nice bike, but it wasn't, like, you know, super... It's not a super... I've never had a super expensive bike. Um, and it was... I felt very... Um, I felt very lost. But people were really kind. Um, and so I think the swim, swim would have gone well. Uh, the the bike went okay for me. Actually, probably the best... Probably the fastest bike I've ever done. And the run was pretty awful. But where I messed it up was I... You know, I wasn't good at transitions and stuff. I think, it, you know, I hadn't done very many. And I came out of transition... And I remember my laces, I didn't have the super laces, which you don't have to do up. So I literally bent over, did up my lace, used about, you know, 30 seconds and failed to qualify by 30 seconds or 40 seconds. Basically, the time it took me to do up my shoelace was what I failed to qualify by. And then so, you know, so then I had to go. My coach was like, yeah, well, you you haven't qualified. You have to go again. So literally six days later was the next was the next uh, qualifier. And it was in Rutland Water. And I love, actually, I loved that race. It was really hard. Again, the run was super hard. And there's some big hills. Um, and, yeah, I qualified there. And I didn't know at the time because it, I think I, yeah, no, I didn't know at the time. I don't know why. I guess because maybe, I can't remember, but I didn't know when I went over the finishing line that I qualified. But super exciting. It's one of those roll downs where you get the email a little bit Yeah, I don't think I got a roll down. I think on that occasion I didn't get a roll down. I have had roll downs before, but I think on that occasion it was because you know, I was in the top five or something in the first three, a couple of them didn't want the place or something. I can't remember. But yeah, I, that was one of the times I definitely, you know, I don't think I got a roll down, but I've definitely benefited from roll down before. <laughs> so that was in Chicago. Or in the past, was that, yeah. Was that yeah, so then I went, went to Chicago. To? Yeah. Um, did you wow. do anybody who did that race that year? It was 20, must have been 24, well, maybe 2015, I think. All right. It was a hot, right. it was very, very hot. How, how did you balance? I didn't. <laughs> you just had too busy at work. And I just thought I qualified. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> going to wig it. Going to wig it. <laughs> I just, you know, really busy. I was doing my, obviously my job, which was on BBC Breakfast and, you know, running you know, my two daughters and everything. And I did, obviously I continued training, but for me... You know, my goal was to qualify and my goal really at going to be very honest with people that day was to finish because, 
you know, that that for me was a massive, you know, I never expected I'd do another one. I'd never think I'd go back and do more world or European championships. I just, that was just like the one thing. And, and it, finishing was the big tick. And uh, oh my gosh, I was, I really messed it up again. Because again, it's all these rookie errors that you make. So when I went into transition in the morning, it was really cold. And so I just thought, oh, I'm not going to take too much water on my bike because it's cold and I'm not going to need it. By the time I was on my bike, it was something like 28 degrees or something. It was incredibly hot. I ran out. So it's obviously 40K. I ran out of water on the first 20, um, got back into transition. And then I had, oh, I've got a water bottle like this. Can you see this water bottle with no lid on? I had that in transition. So, I mean, I took the lid off and my hands were shaking so much because I was so dehydrated. I dropped it and all the water went on the floor. So, so then I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Nick, somebody else's water bottle? Obviously not. Um, so I went out on the run and I was like, right, OK, I'll just go out on the run. And there must be, you know, there must be an aid station within the first K. No, 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 not until like 3K. And then they were offering me I, all these errors that, you, you know, everybody says don't do something on a race that you've never done before. So they were going Gatorade, water, Gatorade. I didn't know what Gatorade was. So I just didn't have it. And I'd run out of, basically completely ran out of fuel. And I got shouted round, thankfully, by lots of age groupers or supporters who were on the course. And they just shout me, basically encouraged me. They were like little islands and get from one to the other to the next. And yeah, I was in a, a real state by the time I finished. And, you know, you learn these things, but I choose to learn them on major races, which I wouldn't <laughs> recommend at all. But, but you've done more. You've qualified for more since mm. then. Gosh, and you know what? I was trying to count up the other day because I'm writing a new book and I think it was, and do, oh no, I hope I'm not wrong. I think it was at least five world championships oh, and right. European championships. And then I also went on to do, I did Aquabike in Pontevedra as well because I love that. So there's no, I've already sort of mentioned I'm not a great runner. So Aquabike is just swim and bike. <laughs> fabulous. There really you go. fabulous. That's, that's a hint to all the bad runners out there then. Doing, doing yeah, the yeah, go Aquabike. Yeah. Honestly, we're, we're a different breed and yeah, it's really fun. Now, just moving on from that to a little bit more serious stuff, really, and that, yeah. that throughout that time when you're qualifying for the, the Worlds and European and you're working, you've, you've got got a job, and of course you're bringing up a young family as well, um, and you've been very honest about this and, and, um, and open about the, the issues that you had with the menopause. Uh, and I know mm, a lot of a, a lot of our, uh, you know, our female members is either something that they're they're reaching or they're, they're, they're dreading uh, getting through. So uh, tell us a bit about that. Um, so it's very interesting kind of looking back because actually um, my journey in triathlon and let's call it my journey, shall we, in menopause started at a pretty similar time. Um, and one of the things that has helped me enormously with menopause and, you know, I've got had lots of different symptoms um, over the years. But one of the things that's really, really has been hugely helpful has been exercise because you know it makes me stronger it makes me mentally fitter uh, physically fitter so it's been a brilliant way of helping with you know I mean, I, I mean there are 20 I think at the worst there, there are about sort of 36 quite well-known symptoms of menopause at my worst I had 26 of them um and they would be things from, you know, anxiety to and the, the night sweats, aching bones. But so it's, it's, it's kind of like complicated. So it has been hugely, hugely helpful. But it also masks things in some ways because I'd get up in the morning. I think, you know, I have a job where I get up at 3.40 or I did at 3.40. So I'm tired because of my job. So I sort of explain things away that weren't actually really to do with the job and I think oh I've got aching bones because I did a really hard training session yesterday and actually not all of that was to do with the job or the training session so it's kind of like I would just what I would say to people who are you know having changes in their body and it might be brain fog was a terrible one for me absolutely terrible I just forget you know things like you know I mean it sounds so silly but it's not silly you know put my keys in the fridge and then once I lost my keys so badly that I couldn't make a doctor's appointment and I was already really anxious. And then, of course, mm -hmm. I lost the keys and then they cancelled the appointment. And so things got really out of control, actually. So, yeah, I'd say to people, if they if they notice changes, for example, in their training regime or in their aches and pains, you know, check it out. Have a little think about, you know, look at those menopause symptoms and think, well, actually, maybe it, is it to do with that or is it to do with the fact that I've actually done a massive training session? 
so yeah it's kind of um it's a kind of very um symbiotic relationship actually but the exercise is definitely helpful and all the strength you know all i can say is the strength and conditioning you know one of the things about menopause is it affects your bone density so all of that is hugely helpful and i do that more i'm doing more and more of that actually as part of my training now all right that's interesting that, that i think um i think i watched a short clip and i remember i think your daughter mm. scarlet i think said mm -hmm. she said uh, exercise is mum's therapy so that's it why was, we let and it do is it. yeah mm. absolutely and all those things times when you know there's lots of reasons why you might feel tired as i say but no, definitely a lot of it was to do with hormonal changes. And, you know, if I was a little bit more naggy than usual, you know, they'd send me out for a run. And it was really, it was very, very good for me um, because it just calmed my mind down. You know, it really did in lots of different ways. But yeah, that that for me, unfortunately, exercise wasn't the cure because, um, uh, you know, I've been really honest about it. I'm on, I'm on HRT and I have been for a while and that has really helped as much, kind of like the double, you know, the double-edged sword uh -huh. for me. Both of those really help. You know, the conversation you, you know, with Scarlett to come out with something like that is very grown up and very, you know, very ex yeah. accepting. Was there, a was there a conversation you had to have with the family? You had to sit them down and go, do you know what? this is the way I want to work through this. It would be better for everybody if I could do it. Or did they just go, Mom, just no. get out, just get out on a bike, just go running, just, 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 just go. You know, at the moment, I mean, even, you know, like yesterday I went swimming and I've, I've really lost my mojo with swimming, which is a real shame. And, you know, it was, I've, I've got terrible, I don't know, my, my Reynard is particularly bad at the moment. I don't know if it's why it is. But anyway, I eventually, I went, and this is such a good key, isn't it? A friend of mine is go, and I know she doesn't like swimming without me, right? So I went swimming because I know she doesn't like swimming without me. So that's sort of brilliant, oh, isn't it? So I kind of like coerced right. into it. Um, and I know, you know, I went and I spent ages, oh my goodness, we been there for ages, even though I was really cold. And I come back feeling a million dollars. But, you know, and my family know that and I know that. So they're very much invested in me doing um, things outside mad things you mentioned there now your Reynard it's something that I I suffer with as well uh, Reynard oh. so it makes it so I, I know t to a point how you feel but we you know we come out of a cold water swim and uh, it takes 10 minutes to get your socks on and uh, in you know in transition yeah so, I was thinking so, yesterday can I invent because you don't want you know obviously you, I mean now you've tried you probably tried I've tried about three different three or four pairs of, of gloves but I don't want thick gloves I just want really skinny can somebody invent these for me whilst I'm going to invent them skinny gloves that you know in some ways keep your hands warm because yesterday I had to stop because my hands were just completely fro you know frozen up to beyond my wrists so yeah I don't know what I don't know what the answer is it's very it's particularly bad at the moment and I don't know why that is now just going on to, to women in triathlon and the like, because obviously mm. you've spent a lot of time in that. Um, you know, we, we still hear worries from people or from, from women in sport, for instance. Uh, the obvious issues, so, you know, body image, uh, the misogyny, the gender diversity, the pay, the, the trouble getting it. Do you think that triathlon's better than most sports? Well, we know they get paid the same, don't they, for starters, mm. which is utterly as it should be. So yeah. that's really good. Um I don't, yeah, I mean, I just found it, uh, when I went into it, a kind of really welcoming sport. I think as triathletes, we're all, we're so passionate about what we do that anybody wants to share. Do you see what I mean? You'd go, yeah. in, you know, you go into transition and you've got, you know, something going on. You know, there will be standing around you about 10 people who are more than happy to help. And there are some people who have their race face on and all the rest of it. But there'll always be somebody who's not. There'll be somebody like me going, oh, do you want a bit of help or whatever it is? So, yeah, I think it's a really welcoming sport. And from a sort of body image point of view, I have just found that, you know, my body has probably changed enormously over the years that I've done it. And and now I'm really strong in a way that makes me feel powerful every day. You know, I just get out of bed and I feel like a million times better than I used to. And, you know, I can run. Well, I can't run at the moment, <laughs> but I could. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I love the way it makes me feel. I love that the fact that I've I've invested enormous amounts of time in doing exercise and whatever it was a month ago or so, six weeks ago, I think somebody said to me, do you want to cycle London to Paris? And I just went, yes. And you know what? The fact that I can do that and I can literally one weekend without 
any real extra training and I'm not I'm not saying that you don't train by the way because I've trained <laughs> for years but it's the cumulative isn't it it's cumulative yeah, yeah, yeah and I just got on my bike and it's a very long way to drive from London to Paris and I just cycled from London to Paris I just <laughs> love that I can do that I just think that's so amazing and we can all do things that we don't think we're capable of because we train loads yeah but, but you, you mentioned that you're not running at the moment now I know somebody asked me to ask this question and that yeah. was um, because exercise is therapy mm. for you. If yeah. you're injured, if you're injured and you can't do something, how do you cope with that? I think I think with triathlon, the beauty is that you hopefully, if you're doing triathlon, there's three sports. Right. There's got to be one of the three. There's got to be one of the three, hasn't there? So, um, so I've got a problem with my knee, and I'm waiting for an operation, which is fairly simple actually. But uh, you know, so I'm just doing more cycling and. And more um, uh, swimming as well. So, but yeah, no, there's a real, you know, it's really hard. And um, 18 months ago, um, I, in- I had an injury in my ankle, which I had to have an ankle op. And yeah, I couldn't even put my foot down for two weeks, you know, and then was in the boot for, I think it was six weeks or something. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a hard way back. But you watch all these, um, like Lucy Charles has been in- injured recently, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, and Adam Peaty, you know, it, this that's the reality, isn't it? it? It's hard. And if you choose to stretch your body then, you know, these things happen. But you've just, you know, you've just got to find a, you know, find your way back. And as I say, hopefully there's one of those sports that you can still do. Now, did you suffer any after effects after your incredible, epic journey across Argentina? (laughs) I just, I just, I'm writing about the reason I'm doing all these kind of things like going to Paris and cycling to Argentina. And this weekend I did uh, Snowden and Cada Idris. I did not run them, oh, by the way. I walked I them. Walked them. Um, yeah, I'm writing a book and I lit, I just, I just sent it off today, actually, that, that chapter about Argentina. And at the end of it, I just, I couldn't believe it reading. I'm like, I, I felt amazing. And again, I felt that whole feeling of this is incredible. I've just cycled whatever is 1,200 kilometers over eight days. And actually, do you know what? I'm okay. I was really okay. I mean, I was pretty tired when I came back. But yeah, I, I think I sort of cycled my way into that actually in some ways because I just had COVID beforehand. Oh, I wow. should probably not have been on my bike. <laughs> well, you did say to me, yeah, uh, I, I was listening to your podcast, um, the Pushy yeah. Peak and the conversation you had oh, you're with so Mark good. Thank Beaumont. You. Oh, no, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and um, you were chatting to Mark Beaumont and he was saying how he was, uh, when he did his Around the World, how he... Um, yes. In the end, he had to sit down, and he was destroyed, and he had to sit down outside mm. and take for. And you, and, and you said, "Oh, when I finished, I could have got on." <laughs> I think, I think maybe that says something about Mark and me. I think maybe I just hold back a bit because I always <laughs> think that I need so. to leave a bit. In the t- I want, I do wonder about that about myself when I do. And my husband has said that to me before. He's like, "Do you think you leave a bit in the tank?" And I probably do because uh, I'm think, always like, uh, "I don't," you know. I think you a lot of people to, do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. probably you went gone. from you went from uh, being too exhausted to eat an ice cream. So I remember seeing that <laughs> that, that post. Do you remember yeah. that? I, so. yeah. I was. Yeah. <laughs> too, there were uh, days. Yeah, so I yes, there were there, there were days in Argentina where there was one. Yeah, there was a couple of days where I was absolutely beyond tiredness. You know, I really was, and I, I noticed something about myself there as well that. When I finish an event or whatever, you know, even walk, whatever it is, I, I definitely need, I'm one of the people who needs to sort of sit down and let my body kind of like for half an hour or so come back. I can't just go, oh my gosh, you know. Um, so yes, there were days in Argentina when it was really hard, but the last day I was just like, oh, should we carry on? <laughs> well, I look forward to reading all about that. That's going to be in a, a oh, forthcoming good. book when it's finished. So that, that, yeah. that, that'll be good. I'm look, uh, looking forward to that. Um Right, before we go on, before we because I know we, we haven't got too much more time, but yeah, you you do know that we do this little segment called Rocky's Clock. And, I um, but what do, you won't know yes, is okay. what you won't. And mentioning um, you were mentioned about Snowden and Kader Idris, uh, you know that yeah, Gog's triathlon is based up in Llandudno in Conway, and uh, so uh, you know we have we have Snowden on our. We're in the foothills of snow. On your doorstep. So on the doorstep. So, you just, um, you've got a, also got a castle on your doorway that I might have been in we do, and we spent do, some and, time. We do. And it's quite funny <laughs> because I was in America a, a few years ago and uh, I was, uh, I as a present uh, for the people I stayed with and worked with, I bought them some coasters of Conway Castle. So it's Conway and Carnarvon Castle, things like this. Uh, and they looked at it and uh, the, this guy said to me, he says, uh, this is fantastic. 
Which room is yours? <laughs> so I, I didn't. I didn't have the heart to tell him I didn't live there, but I said, "Yeah, just do you know what? That top. I did. Um, I did one of my um, qualifiers in Clandid, no? Oh, did you? Yeah, Which one yeah, did you? I did. I can't the remember. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. back this year for the first time because it was stopped. Is it? it stopped and it's, it's been held again this year for the first time. As is, and is it the one the, that goes over the Great Orm? That's that's the one. Yes, yeah, swimming the sea exactly. around Gosh, the Great it's Orm. Amazing bike anyway. ride. Incredible bike ride. I loved tough, it. Absolutely loved ride. it. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. So Rocky's clock is um, we we do this because our chairman of the of the club we had our AGM earlier this year, and uh, as he he was sat in his kitchen and we realised that his clock was wrong in the kitchen. Oh, brilliant! Uh, and Love so we that. said to, we said to him, "What? Why is that wrong?" He said, "Well, his, his wife Rianne, who in herself is a is a fantastic uh, age group champion in in, uh, um, in triathlon, said." Uh, I can't reach it to change it. So it has to stay like that all the way through the winter. And then <laughs> Is it, it right six right months during of the, year. the summer. So, <laughs> so, we, uh, so we renamed this segment Rocky's Clock in, in awe of Rocky's Clock. Okay, so, good. Which is right Fine. at the moment. So what it is, um, Louise, is so we have a minute and these are fast questions. One, one answers, you don't need to go into depth. Yep, okay. Um, yep. So, it's, um, so you need to be quick with them, okay? So I'm going to put, okay. I'm going to put a minute. Rocky's Clock on. On the, okay. the timer, and we're going to start. So, are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Rocky's clock. Rocky's clock. Can you beat Rocky's clock? Who inspires you? My husband. Start. What bike do you ride? Oh, I live. Langmer. Who's the most annoying at breakfast? Bill, Charlie, or Dan? Oh, they're not Charlie. <laughs> no. We guessed. We guessed that. Who would you love? <laughs> Who would you love to meet, sporting-wise? I'd love to meet Lucy Charles. I've interviewed her, but I'd love to meet her. Iron Man, maybe, in the future? Uh, I've done extreme triathlon, but I'm not sure I'm going to do Iron Man. All right, there we go. The favourite event you've ever completed? Patagon Man. Oh. Have you ever peed in your wetsuit? Obviously. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? An orca. Your favourite food. Favourite food during an event. Snickers. Your favourite activity in I'm a Celebrity. Sleeping. <laughs> we just got that one in. We just got that one in. Rocky's clock. Rocky's clock. You didn't beat Rocky's clock. So, <laughs> so oh, that was nice, interesting. Man. Who inspires you? Yeah, that was a that was a tricky one to start with, actually. Oh, so, well, great answer though. Great answer, though. Charlie oh, does. Thank um, you. And we, we all guessed that Charlie. Don't worry, the Daily Mail will pick up. Did you all guess Charlie? Charlie? We, we did. We did. <laughs> so, what? I had to think about it, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, not for very long. <laughs> not for as long as we thought you were, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a celeb. Lovely I'm a questions. Celeb. Yeah. I'm a celeb. How did you get into that? Was it something you really wanted to do, or were you approached about it to do? Well, can you tell again, I'm a bit of an. Ad- adventurous person aren't I so no I've always wanted to do it I love the show I've watched it for ever I mean ever since I was you know it first came on and they've asked me to do it for quite a long time which is really flattering of them I've said no a lot I think I said no even last year and they then they asked me again and actually I the reason I did it was because I've always wanted to do it anyway but um there's a particular lady who, who she she basically books all the celebrities. I've worked with her on another show. I absolutely adore her, trust her, all the rest of it. She took me out for lunch. I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> so that's why. It's all about the personal, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? Of course interesting? it is. Of course. Yeah, without her, I wouldn't have done it. And of course, it was in beautiful North Wales, wasn't it? So. And so that was definitely for that. me. For me, that was a plus because, you know, I basically there was a little place where I used to walk up and I'd look over the hills and you'd be very familiar with those hills and Chester is behind those hills. So yeah. that's home for me. And I could think, and do you know what? I always knew that if things went wrong, and let's face it, they did, I could run home. <laughs> you couldn't, <laughs> and couldn't at the moment. <laughs> no, not at the moment. I could walk though and I'd know where to go. So I just, you know, for me, it was about home being close. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, that was good. No, it was great to see you on there. You were, you were good fun on there. For that. It was a wonderful oh, programme, actually. It was, uh, it was really nice. And uh, it was as much fun as you thought I just wanted to be, you know, 
I'd look at the sea and go, oh, I'd really love to be in the sea or I'd really be love to be in those hills. And I just couldn't, you know, you're not allowed to go anywhere. That, so that, that was really frustrating. So oh. we're here. You're obviously all your time at the moment. Some of your time at the moment is going into writing a book. Um, so don't yeah, quite a lot fantastic. of it. If, um, if people haven't read your, your first book, Dare to Try, I would tell everybody to read it. Oh. It was the very first book when I started triathlon. Uh, which was only a was few it? years ago. It was the very first book I read or listened to, actually, on on Audible. Oh. But, uh, uh, and it was and it inspired me that I did to do. To did do it? it? Oh does. my gosh, it that's so honestly some, that makes my day. Yeah, some and great people, it's funny because it it came out about I think it's like five years ago, and people still like today. Even today, I got a message about it. Somebody who was listening to it. Um, it having an MRI or something actually um and I still so I wrote there's a chapter in that book and I'm pretty sure it's over here somewhere that it's chapter 14 which I thought was the most boring chapter which was a, a you know a, a list of what to take to a triathlon right and I said I said to my to Bloomsbury and they're like I said I think this is really boring he said no 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 it's brilliant put it in anyway I'm doing a triathlon in a week and I'm going to get it out and I'm going to literally go to chapter 14 and make sure I have everything on that list <laughs> shall I tell you a secret Louise I did what? I did a transition training session for uh, Dr. Athlete on Tuesday over at at Rill. And um, halfway through it, I wanted to test them on what they should take with them. And I dug that out, and that's where I made my list. Did you? (laughs) Did you? Well, listen, I tell you what, I'll give you. Do you want me to send you a couple of signed copies and you can do something fun with it? Oh, that would be fantastic. We'd we'd stick them on here and we'd. We'll, uh, we'll do something. That's, you can do something fun that. with them. Do what you yeah. like. Thank you so much. Um, Pleasure. So you've got a book coming up. Uh, you've yep. got um, your podcast. So we've got Push Your Peak. And yep, that's going to come back again in, in September. Yeah, Maybe. and then the Her Spirit podcast, which is all about trying to help particularly women it's aimed at help you know we're kind of trying to break down barriers whether it's about Mm -hmm. running swimming cycling you know just encouraging people to move more and her spirit is a brilliant community Uh, we do fantastic stuff they're doing a whole uh, uh, solstice swim thing at the moment an evening swim if you look up her spirit uh, you'll find something near you and we do zwift rides on zwift all sorts of different things it's brilliant it's really fun that's really good. You did a 14k swim with them, didn't you, somewhere? I, I did. That was amazing. That was incredible. Yeah, that was in Abu Dhabi in Wales. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Abu Dhabi. My husband keeps saying, <laughs> I kept saying I'm going to Abu Dhabi. And he was like, are you? I was like, no, no, it's in Wales. <laughs> it was amazing because it went, it went um, upriver. And you, I've never, I mean, I think I did something like uh, the first 5k normally takes me about, I don't know, an hour and 40 minutes, let's say. I did the first 5k in 40 minutes. Wow. 5k swim. So you just get pushed by the river and you literally just like, it's like being on a, on a ride in and, and a park. You're just like, <gasps> just breathe and keep going. It's an incredible swim. I can't imagine 14k. It's just a, just, just incredible. But it wasn't like that because it only took, it hardly took any time at all. <laughs> That's the trick. Go down, go down river. So, yeah. Uh, um, what else have you got coming up? What, what, what are you doing around at the moment? Are you, are you training uh, what still? Do I do? Obviously I'm, not running. But. Yeah, so I'm training. As I'm, because I'm doing the book, I'm training sort of... Um, my training is really not very... All, so, I'm, for example, in a week, I'm going to do a triathlon. Um, so I'm kind of getting ready for that. And then after that, I'm doing some walking. So I just, I'm sort of like training between events at the moment and going, oh my gosh, I'm about to cycle to Paris, better do some cycling. Oh my gosh, I, I, do you sort of mean? So it's very scattergun approach. But, um, and yeah, so that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm going to, what else am I doing? I'm doing some caving. I did some free diving, do some more free diving for the book. So lots of different things. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, not super not really competitive at the moment and I'm going much more you know I mentioned Patagon Man and I did Norse Man as well much I'm much more into at the moment not rather than the age group going kind of much more into being outside doing events which really really take me into different environments that's what I find most exciting at the moment wow and how will we find out about them are they they going to be in the book or are they they'll all be in the book they will in the book. be hopefully in the book. Yes. Wait to hear about them and to read about it. And uh, Snowden was really something else this weekend. It was really cold. I've been up there it? so many times. I love Did that. You, you yeah, walk but, up? you know, you can get caught up by the weather. You was can. that? You can. You walked up there. Which which track yeah, did you take walked. up there? 
we went up pig but um we were the we were the uh, fundraising group charity group up pig so cold it was mu- it was two degrees at the top and they took us down Lamberis actually because it was oh, too right. dangerous to go down pig yeah it's an exciting chapter in the book oh no I no because it was so cold <laughs> <laughs> that's the time to go that isn't it really Cadre address, that's a lovely, again, that's fantastic views. If it's clear, fantastic views. That was the most, I was absolutely stunned. I mean, I'm a massive fan. I live in, I live in Chester, so, I'm, you know, I spend so much time in North Wales. And, I've, you know, as I say, I've been up Snowdon. I think that was the sixth time I've been up Snowdon. I've never been up Cadre address. Just the most magical mountain. I just thought it was really special, really special. Well, you're always very, very welcome in North Wales if, you, if you're over here. Oh, thank you. Gog, Gog Triathlon, we have bike rides out and we have our own triathlon on the 3rd of July at Flan Roost. You're very welcome to join us if you want to do it. You'd have to walk around the <laughs> Tell room. Tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll put it in for next year when I'm hopefully not writing a book. I'll, I mean, I'll probably do another one, won't I? But I hope, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I've really enjoyed it. But you're just like, oh gosh, I can't do anything else. Too much to do, too much to do. Oh, uh, uh, Louise, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you because I knew it would be. Oh, thank I you so much. I know I could go on all day talking about some of the fantastic things you've done and, and the person you are. So thank you for giving us so much entertainment on our TV. Real pleasure. Good luck, podcast. everybody. And um, all the very best with the book. And I look forward to reading it from you. <laughs> How's that? How good was that? Oh, so grateful to her for taking the time to ha- come and do that. That's just incredible. You know, she's a lovely, lovely lady. You know, talking to her, it felt so, so comfortable just having a little chat. You know, it's like a like sat around the fireside having a chat. Uh, she was so funny, you know, laughing and some of the things she said. And she's, she, I don't know, she's just very, just very normal. And the stuff she's doing is incredible. You know, she's just a Patagonia trip that she's done and cycling to Paris and all the stuff that will appear in the the next book. Uh, I would say to anybody, if you haven't read Dare to Try, then read it because it's a great read. Well, actually, (laughs) I was just going to say that Louise has very kindly sent two signed copies of Dare to Try and they will be spot prizes at Clanroos Triathlon on the 3rd of July. So uh, so kind of it. She offered that. We didn't ask. She no, just no, said, no. "I'll send you well, a couple of books." She said in the interview. She said in the interview she'd send them because they were of use to us. And so, fair dues to her, you know, for, for doing that. So, uh, they will be a good little prize, really good prize, because it's it's a great book. And I, I will say to you, um, you know, dig out her podcasts, uh, two podcasts, because the uh, uh, the female only podcast is fantastic, uh, and the um, and the one where she talks to some of the. So some of the biggest athletes around is, is great. I've listened to a few of them. So so um, dig them out, listen to them, because uh, they're well worth a listen. So thank you again, Louise. Look forward to your next book. Right then, so moving on. Um, yeah, just a couple of things, really. So uh, entries for Clanroos Triathlon have now closed. <laughs> but if you want to marshal, that has not closed. <laughs> so uh, let us know via the usual social media channels if you wish to help with marshalling on the 3rd of July in Clan Roost. Yeah, just go on social media, let Andy Brows you know, or, or just comment on that. Somebody will pick it up. Somebody will pick it up. Um, the Godcast, it's going to have a little break, aren't we, from the Godcast? I know this has been a slightly unusual one because because of circumstances, so we haven't gone into a lot of depth in this one. We just wanted to get, really wanted to get that interview out and just mention a few of the... Um, results really so it wasn't too long so and it's been a bit of a struggle to do that so apologies if we haven't done some of the things we'd normally do uh, but we will after our holidays in July because we can have a little break in July because I know a lot of people are on the holidays including us um, we will be back in August yep third Friday which is the 19th of August uh, but obviously if you want to hear somebody talk in an interview we need to be interviewing people and I've got a few ideas and there's a few people I need to ask. But if you have anybody you would really like to hear from or you'd like to put yourself forward to tell your story, then give us a shout at, uh, on the Godcast, uh, godcast at gmail.com or on any of the social media platforms or even message Michelle or myself and, uh, and tell us you, you want to be on or if you want to suggest somebody 
who would like you to come on and have a chat because it does take a bit of a ranger to get guests on and uh, we do have to make the time uh, you know convenient for them and convenient for us and to edit it so we need plenty of time but uh, if you know we just want suggestions really what do you want to hear on the godcast don't say me being quiet or anything like that or more of a shell uh, but but what interview do you want to hear and what segments do you want to hear we did say a couple ago that we were going to do some on nutrition and we will do that i promise we will do that um but just we, we just haven't been able to do it on this one so anything else shelly no that's it john that's it really so we've got nothing coming up soon um we will see you third friday in august and uh, keep in touch and i hope you've enjoyed this episode so and best uh, of luck everyone at clanry's try Flannery, of course we'll have a full report of clanry's try when we get back from it and look forward to seeing you all there i'll be in t1 so i'll be uh, checking your bags on the way into t1 look forward to seeing everybody there have a good one and we'll see you in august bye bye <laughs>